I'm telling you, he is going to be setting all things right ultimately to put a new heaven and a new earth in place. And we are coming home to worship our King. Amen. Well, it's great to be here with you. It's great to be joining in person and online for those who are online with us. And may God get all the glory as we continue to go after it. It is all about Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, don't miss that, right? Our goal is to run after him with all we've got. The series we're in is called Greater, Jesus, My Passion. Greater, Jesus, my passion. And we're talking through uh, from the book of Hebrews what it means to be worshiping Jesus Christ. Chapters 1 through 12, making it so clear, 1 through 11, so clear in so many ways what it is to understand Christ as the Son of God who has come, as the Lamb of God who has died for us and is risen, as the great high priest who offers that sacrifice up to the Father for you and for me. Your God loves you. So, how should we be responding to Him? And uh, today we're going to be looking very specifically at the celebration we have of a hope, a future, a heaven with our King, and how we can respond in worship to our God for that, and thankful praise along the way. So that said, if you want to turn to Hebrews 13.10, you can, in order to get started, go to Hebrews 13.10. But before we get there, just remember... Uh, when we look into the book of Hebrews, this is an author who is writing to Jewish people, right? He's writing to Hebrews, right? Jewish people, and that's why it's called the book of Hebrews. And so as you dive into this passage, there's going to be some information that a Jewish person would hear, and they'd be like, right, so true. And for us, we're kind of like, that's information that may be a little distant, or maybe you've never even heard it before. So it's good for us to process it through just a little bit before we dive into the passage. All right, so let's make sure we understand he's talking Old Testament here covenant and he's bringing up a little bit of what's happening in the Old Testament covenant with how sin is covered. Right? And if you remember, we talked about it throughout the book of Hebrews, there's this sacrifice that was made in the old covenant under the law. Now, it says very clearly that every one of those sacrifices for sin, those animal sacrifices, they do not remove sin. Like there's no removal or covering of sin by an animal, but it is a celebration. It is a remembrance and an understanding that God is doing something. And it is a looking forward ultimately to when Jesus Christ was coming on the cross. So the old covenant was a looking forward. If you remember, we talked about these sacrifices and they were like, anytime somebody had some sin in their life, they needed to get dealt with. They could go to the temple. They would enter into kind of what's called the court of the priest right outside of the temple. They would bring the, the animal in and that animal would get sacrificed there, right? And so after the sacrificing and even the burning of the animal on the altar, there was this taking of the blood inside by the priest where there would be an additional level of prayer for the person and that sin or that uh, blood being sprinkled on them in order to cover the sin, right? So that was the intent that went on daily, regularly. However, there was a once per year very different thing that went on. And this was called the Day of Atonement. It would happen every fall. So in our calendar, somewhere around that September timeframe, all right? And uh, they work on a different calendar, but it's basically around the September timeframe. The Day of Atonement every year. And that was a looking forward and a remembering. And it was in a very different way. The sins of the nation 
Now, this isn't the person. The sins of the nation were forgiven. Those sins being released at the Day of Atonement covered. That was handled all differently, though. Instead of a sacrifice being brought into the court of the priest right next to the temple, the sacrifice was taken outside the city walls. It was taken outside of the city, and there was the sacrifice that was made, and there was actually the burning of the animal there, and uh, completely burned up. There was no animal to eat or anything, burned up outside, and then the blood was brought into the temple and used there as a sacrifice moment by the high priest for the whole nation. Okay, so it was a once per year, very unique thing, and the sacrifice wasn't right outside the temple, but it was taken outside the city. Everybody say outside. Super important we understand that word outside. It's going to be very important to get the gist of the passage here today, all right? So this is alluding to this one specific thing called the Day of Atonement that happened annually that actually was a looking forward to Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for us outside the city gates as he went to the cross for you and for me, all right? Okay, now that we got that said, let's go to Hebrews 13, starting in verse 10, and we're going to dive in. Hebrews 13, starting in verse 10, point number one, uh, do not make comfort or rest your goal in this sinful world. Follow the example of Jesus. Do not make comfort or rest your goal in this sinful world. Follow the example of Jesus. Comfort. Right? It gets so easy for us to just look for the soft, look for the easy, look for the uh, kind of laid back. And all of a sudden, we're starting to live longing for something to be without pain on this side of heaven. Just so you know, that's coming. There's going to be this awesome time with our God forever. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more heartache. But all too often, we try to usher that into this side, and we get a little frustrated when we're like, why is it not just comfortable? All right, let's be careful with that approach and mentality. Let's make sure we're ready to follow the example of Jesus. So here we go. It says, we have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought in the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So again, he's reflecting back on that day of atonement for the Jewish people. We're going to walk through it just to make sure we understand it. He says, we have an altar. So we, like those who are saved, those who are trusting in Jesus Christ, believers, everybody just say saved, right? So we have an altar. We have this sacrifice for our sins, Jesus Christ at the cross as he was taken outside the city gates for us. He was brought to the cross outside the city and crucified his blood, his body for you and for me. Your God loves you with all he's got. We have an altar. It's Jesus Christ on the cross. He has died and he has risen. Do you believe that Jesus is risen? And are you willing to confess him as your Lord? Scripture says really clearly that's saved. That's our altar. Praise God for it. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent, like those who want to stay in the old covenant, those who want to just do what the old covenant said and manage the sacrifices according to whatever it said in the Old Testament and not see that it was pointing forward to Jesus, not see that it was about believing in Jesus, for those who were like, I'm not going with the Jesus plan. I'm staying on this old covenant thing. For those who would serve the tent, 
Well, that was a major problem. They ended up ignoring Jesus Christ and walking away. And so it says here in a metaphor style, they have no right to eat. Like they don't get to partake of the privilege of Jesus Christ. If, if they're walking away from Jesus and saying no thanks, if they're gonna make it all about the old covenant and some method there, then they don't get the benefit and the privilege of Jesus and all that he has sacrificed for us. Man, that's a huge mistake. It's a massive problem. May we not do that in our own lives. Just walk away from Jesus and say, I'll do it my own way. And he's like, for those who were following the Jewish rituals and ignoring Jesus, that was a massive problem. He says, for, and now he's moving into this Old Testament metaphor and explaining a little bit. He says, for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought in the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin, Remember the animal that was taken outside of the city gates that was burned outside. It says, are burned outside the camp. So this animal that was used for sacrifice on the day of atonement, taken outside, burned outside. Everybody say outside. I'm just telling you, you can break this whole complex analogy down to one word, outside. And as long as we're grasping that word, we're getting what he's talking about. Jesus going through a struggle for us outside the camp. He's like, just remember the animals that were taken outside the camp for the day of atonement. They were sacrificed by the high priest for sin, but it was outside that the blood was spread, outside the body was burned. And then it says, so Jesus also suffered outside the gate. Everybody just say outside. So Jesus Christ literally went outside the city gates when he was being sacrificed. Did you know that? Like it's super important to understand that it was a 100% fulfillment of the day of atonement that when Jesus was actually uh, set up to be crucified, they literally walked him outside of the city gates and took him over to the cross and crucified him at Golgotha there on the cross. It was just outside the city walls. He was becoming the day of atonement lamb for you and for me. As he died on the cross and as he rose again, fulfillment in the depths and riches of scripture, Jesus is the answer. And all of God's people said, he's like, don't miss it. Jesus went outside the temple. Jesus went outside the city and he ended up being sacrificed for our sin because he loves us and he offered himself up for us. Him for me. Everybody just say him for me. And that's the battle cry, and that's the simple statement here. Jesus was taken outside, him for me, and praise God, we have that hope in him. It says, therefore, and whenever we see the therefore, we say, yeah, what's it there for? It's a connecting word. So because of these things that are true about the day of atonement, because Jesus went and was that sacrifice, because he was the lamb that was sacrificed outside the city, it says, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. Let us go to him outside the camp. In other words, don't try to hang around inside and get all the benefits and all the comforts and all the ease. Go with Jesus. Understand his sacrifice on the cross, the reproach that he took, the punishment that he stood with, and be willing to take your stand with Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. Like the world is going to press in. He's like, just so we're super clear, the people that were Jewish by nature, they were, their families were pressing them, 
Walk away from this, Jesus. Come on back. Let's do it our way. There was a call for them to walk away and quit on Jesus Christ. And this author is saying, don't do it. Listen, your God is taking a stand for you. You stand with him. Man, don't miss it. Your king loves you with all he's got. And he went to the cross as he was whipped and his skin was torn and blood poured as he had nails nailed down into his hands, into his feet, as he willingly went to the cross and ended up crying out, it is finished for you. He loves you with all he's got. And he went and he took on that reproach. May we not try to get away from or get towards comforts, but may we run to our Savior Jesus Christ and stand with him. Man, may we super, be super careful on this. It is so easy as the world presses in and the world will press to try to steal your worship. Your position, your conviction needs to be, I will not move. I stand with Jesus Christ. He has done this for me and I will worship him forever. May God get all the glory. Your passion on fire as you stand with Christ. And all of God's people said, that's what this passage is calling out. He's like, let's make sure we understand that there is sacrifice to be made. There is cost to be had, but there is benefit to be had. We so understand this, right? In every little way, we get it. Like we live our lives where we understand some sacrifices bring benefit, right? I mean, for example, like if you want to have a pumpkin fest breakfast, <laughs> you know there's going to be a long line to stand in, right? And uh, some of you were standing out there with me. If your plan was to have your kids rally up, and since they've got kids and they're pregnant and all, we'll meet a little later. And so by meeting at 9.30, that means we got to get in line at somewhere around 8. And we were in line for about an hour and 40 minutes waiting for the most unbelievable pumpkin breakfast ever. At least that's how we're talking about it, right? And like... You know what I'm talking about though, right? You commit to like, this is it. It's got some value. And so we put ourselves on the line for it. It is so much more true with Jesus Christ. It is so much more true with all that he offers that we would lay our lives down and understand it may come with cost, but this is my king, his worship and forever with him. And all of God's people said, don't miss that man. And please hear me. It is getting weird and rough in this world. And it is getting dark. I mean, we just had a talk this past week with Pastor Abraham down in Haiti, uh, Pastor Steve and myself, my daughter Alyssa who's on the missions team. We ended up talking with him uh, at length and I'm it is hard down there right now. Things have turned even worse yet. And I can't even believe I'm saying those words. Is probably the most heavy-weighted I've heard Pastor Abraham in all the years that we've known him and done ministry with him down in Haiti. And I love working with him. His heart is so on fire. Man, it's tough stuff. For example, um, they're saying right now that inflation is somewhere around 30 to 35% in Haiti. 35%. Like a gallon of gas right now is costing about $19 a gallon for gas. Okay, and this is in an environment where they can barely afford the food on the table, let alone the rest. It is getting hardcore. 
And Pastor Abraham, in order to go get that gas at 19 bucks a gallon, had to get it on the black market. And that was just to get their generators up and running so they could turn on the electricity for the church so they could have services on a Sunday and rock it for Jesus Christ. Man, please hear me. They're going after it with all they've got. We're about ready to plant another church in Haiti. We're actually going to put it on hold just a little bit. It's going to probably go on hold about a month. And the reason is because the gangs are going crazy. They've taken over the roadways. There's no way to travel right now. And so we're holding for a moment, Pastor Abraham's quote, but we will not stop on planting that church. We are absolutely excited about getting the name of Jesus Christ out and we're going after it. So man, please hear me on this. There is heavy things going on. Because of it, I just want you to know that uh, we have this budgeted in that we're taking care of them down there and there's things that can come up throughout the year. Your giving to the general fund, your giving is helping support that. So like this last weekend here, we ended up sending $25,000 down immediately just to cover the immediacy of that inflationary rise and trying to keep things running, make God get all the glory. That's a part of you giving. Man, when you give into this church, know this, you are giving to keep 10 churches running. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, amen, man, don't miss it. We are on fire for Christ. We are going after it. It comes with cost. At times it may be deeply uncomfortable, but man, we will rally together and we will stand with Jesus Christ. Ready? Outside the camp with the the pain and the suffering that Christ went through, we stand with him. And all of God's people said, man, are you ready to stand with Jesus Christ? No matter the comfort cost, you're in. Are you ready to grasp that we cannot be fragile? It's time to lean in and worship Christ with all we have. When the world gets harsh, Are you ready to stand with your God? May God get all the glory, okay? That's point number one. Point number two, don't make Judaism or this broken world your home. Praise him for your future home. Don't make Judaism or this broken world your home. Why do we say that? Well, the author here is writing to Jewish people and he's like, be careful, you're going back to Judaism. But for us in general, don't make this broken world your home where you're just looking to get comfortable. You're just looking for these spots where you can call it home. He's like, man, be super careful with that. He says, for, like, here's why we should go with Jesus. For uh, here we have no lasting city. Here we have no lasting city. In other words, every city in this world will come to an end. And that's what he's saying. Like, I'm just saying, in general, this is a short-term temporal world, and we are headed home to heaven, eternity with him. We as believers need to celebrate that. If you believe that Jesus is risen, if you confess him as Lord, you are headed home to heaven. That is your home. Man, these are broken down cities that will at best last for a while. They will not last forever. Name the city, it doesn't matter, right? It's, it's Peoria, East Peoria, Morton. They will not stand. Germantown Hills, and right, we can, some of you are like, he hasn't named my city yet. Maybe I'm still, still okay. Like I'm just saying, the reality is every city in this broken down world that is not a lasting city, we long for the work of our God and eternity with him. 
And he says right after it, here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Everybody just say, that's heaven. Dude, that's heaven. That's a moment where there is absolute joy, stunning peace. No more pain, no more heartache, no more sorrow, no more cancer, no more inflation, no more devastation, no more tears, no more death. This is what our God has in store. Man, praise God, we have a homecoming. And as Jesus will return one day, I'm telling you, he is going to be setting all things right, ultimately to put a new heaven and a new earth in place. And we are coming home to worship our king. Absolute stunning perfection forever. And all of God's people said, don't miss it, man. This is privilege. May we lean on Jesus Christ. It says, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him then, that's through Jesus, right? Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. Let us continually, regularly, daily, purposefully offer up a sacrifice of praise. Man, may the words on your lips say thank you. That's what he's saying. May we be able to say thank you, Lord. Find ways every day to be able to say thank you. Maybe it's when you're standing in an hour and 40 minute line and there's a little bit of cool breeze that blows and just being able to feel a little bit of the relief and saying, thank you, Lord. Maybe it's being able to have a little bit of food when you know that this could be a time where it'd be tough. Maybe it's God doing works in your life that have absolutely stunned you. Maybe it's contemplating he died for me and he rose for me. Jesus is my king. Thank you. Man, wherever you're at, whatever's going on throughout your day, being able to practice saying the word, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Celebrate what he is doing in your life and what he provides. Let us continually lift up a sacrifice of praise to our God. It says, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. The best thank you you can give is a thank you that starts with the word you. You, God, are so awesome. You, God, have done this. Don't talk about God. Talk to your God. Thank you, Lord. You, God, are doing this in my life. And it is stunning. And being able to lift up your praise to your king in all that's taking place. He says, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. And he says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. To be able to share your kindness, to be able to share your love, to be able to share maybe some, some of the money that God has entrusted to you and you're being able to care for another to be able to share some of the food that God has entrusted to you as you invite someone over to a meal, to be able to send $25,000 down to Haiti and say, may God be able to bring a little bit of his peace and comfort in a very hurting world down there, to be able to share, even to share the God at work story in your life. Like, what is God doing in your life? How has he rocked your world? Have you trusted Christ? How did that happen? Being able to share that God has rocked your world and you're worshiping him. Don't step back. Step in and stand with Jesus Christ with all you've got. Being able to thank him 
and praise him along the way and to be able to share the truth of Jesus Christ with everything you have. He says, and do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Those sacrifices, those statements, those actions, they put a smile on God's face. Literally, it's saying, God is smiling and saying, that's my girl. That is my boy. That's what I'm talking about right there. As you begin to say something gracious and kind about your God, as he says, yes, that's what I'm doing in your life. Man, this is a moment of celebration, you with your God. Are you willing to take time to thank your king and praise his name, to take a stand with your God and to be able to share out with others what God is doing in your life, God at work story of how he saved, how he brought you along. And I don't know if there could be a better passage for talking about baptism. Like that's, we've got baptisms coming up next week. And when you put all this together, taking a stand for Christ and understanding his sacrifice for you and grasping what he's done for you and being able to shout out a thank you and to share with others what God has done in your life. Man, that's what we're talking about. That's baptisms. Baptisms. 